Hello. Yes. Hey. What is going on? A show. A show. For who? <laughs> For you. There's a show going on. Oh. That's it's a whole good. damn show. Damn, that's a good beer. You know it's going to be a Thanks, good show. <laughs> you know it's going to be a good show when the beer is good. Absolutely. Cryo Pop Hazy. Does, oh. that, does that sound like an athletic training beer? Cryo Pop Hazy? It sound, yeah, it actually My, does. Cryotherapy. It's, it sounds like the... Pop would be this, your, your um, subjective... See, to me, it sounds like a kid trying to explain an injury, right? Cryo you know, it, pop. You know, I don't know. Like, it felt really cold, and then it felt a pop, it's and like, now my head's a little hazy about it. When you move while wearing an ice bag. It's not kombucha. It's not a kombucha. It's a it's a hazy IPA is what I'm tasting. Hazy eye. Yeah. It's like a lazy eye, but better. From a local, local brewery called Component Brewery. Very tiny. Where are they located? Brewery. By us, I think. Down down in Bayview, I think. Yeah, South First Street. Oh wow. That's like That's, so a minute the, from our house. Yeah, you know the uh what is that? Oh, I know where you're talking uh, about. Ah, what's the corner? What's that corner? Lincoln. Is it Lincoln? No, not Lincoln. What's the next one? Let's go one more one more north. Beecher or Betcher? Yeah. Depending on how you say it. I think it. it's first and Beecher. I think it's in that red yep. industrial building. For all of you though. locals. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Candid Beer Description Place That's what podcast. we do. That is what we do. Candid Athletic Training here. My name is Chad. I'm Kevin. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you didn't, F you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. We'll see you later. We'll see you later. Man, this is episode 145. We are creeping. It's ridiculous. Up on at one fifty. Who would listen to us for one hundred and forty? Well, I don't know. Most people stop listening after episode fifteen. That's what we think. We think. So we'll get you well, all we've back. Gained new people. We got know? new people. I mean, we we seriously have. This is gonna be a fun show. We we're gonna have a controversial, probably the most controversial FAT we've ever had. Man, I love chocolate. <laughs> Halloween's coming up. We have to make a decision next week. Yeah. We record before Thanksgiving oh. or before Halloween. Yeah. And the show comes out after Halloween, the day oh, after. Gosh. So, and then we do another show the day after Halloween. So, should we do costumes next week or the week after? Do we do a costume? Hello. I think you would podcast? have to the live one. The live one. Like, so the day oh, no, after? It's, it's, wait. <clears throat> Halloween's on a Sunday? Yep. Oh. So, that uh, Monday is November uh, 1. So, we have a dilemma. Alumnas. I, I think you have to do it the week before. So next I, week, I Monday, like, we will dress in costumes. I think no matter what, no matter the do you, holiday. Do you want to go as Chad and I'll go as Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and grow a sure. beard this week. I like my hair a little bit. Yeah, you can just. Yeah, I can do it. I can totally do it. You got a little gray hair in there? Ah, you could do a much better impersonation of me. Why? I'm really easy. I don't in know. In more ways than one. Uh, I'll be drinking beer next week. <laughs> That'd be, be a so good show. Great. That'd be a good show. You have to run this. Oh my god! And I'll do that. Well, I mean, if yes, you should not run any of that if you're gonna. It's have broken. Beer. It's all broken. It doesn't matter. Oh man! 
Is it is it still the Candidate Athletic Training Podcast? It is Candidate Athletic Training. Are we still here at Brew Fitness and Walk? Brew Fitness MKE. Let's thank our other favorite people. Uh, the healthy roster. Oh, let's see folks. if I can get this. There we go. Healthy roster. Oh God, they're so great. They are. They're they so are wonderful. www.healthyroster.com. You're going to bring them up later. Oh my God, I'm going to bring them up. Of course, I'm going to talk. Should. I'm going to talk a little bit about technology and how maybe it could help our profession. Technologically. I'm not, I'm not going to get really in-depth into it. What I'm going to tell you to do is go to HealthyRoster.com to use their technology because I don't know anything about how technology can help our profession. We'll get there. I just complain about a profession to make it better. Like everybody else. Yep. That's <laughs> what we do. Vent. No solutions. Vente latte. We were, we were actually... We tried to get the ex-president on this show, and he said, well, if it's one of those shows where all they do is complain and don't actually come up with actual answers or solutions, then... He did not. Uh, roundabout way, yeah, he did. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I don't know. Should I, well, you, should I call him out on that? Well, isn't the first part of... I'm looking for you. I'm looking to you for answers, my friend. Well, the thing is... If you don't know what the problems are, you can't that fix them. Good. And we're identifying. We're here to help. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's not go down that rabbit hole till later. Yeah, so, you know what? I'll put me in power so that you can tell me not only the problem, but also the solution. Mm-hmm. You, are, ah! you are in power. So we have a really fun show. Yep. We have probably the most controversial fictional athletic trainer we've had. Dun, dun, maybe dun, ever. Dun. At least in a while, I think. Oh my god! It's gonna. I mean, people are just gonna go nuts. We're gonna have a fun top five. Uh, I think that's gonna lead to an interesting discussion, and that might get it might get negative. Not gonna lie. So if you don't like negativity, just skip our top five. <laughs> um, friend or foe is gonna be fun, and as Kevin said, we have a. We're gonna have a, a really. We're gonna have some rants on our feature topic tonight because it's we're talking salary and technology. It's gonna. It's probably gonna get a little dicey here. Yeah. So, is there anything else we need to cover in this intro? Oh, you know what? I do want to cover something. Um, cover something. So, if you follow us on YouTube, which is just the Candid Athletic Training Podcast, make sure you subscribe and hit follow and hit the bell notification like so buttons. that every time right, that we do buttons. something, that you know that buttons. we did something. I always hit, see, yeah. I always yeah, see you're people just do this. To point. I always point somewhere I'll in point here. To this. General area, area to subscribe. Hit the buttons, subscribe. Uh, if you follow us on an app, make sure you follow us. Or tell your friends to follow us. Yeah. And Please do. for the rest of the month, we are still doing a, a giveaway promotion. If you leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we're going to select one person and give them some free swag. So we actually have... Three new reviews I'm going to read really quick because it is the easiest way to get on this podcast other than getting yourself a membership. We're so, very easy, though. We got a five-star great show from Coles W. As someone married to an AT, this is a great way to learn more about her profession, and it is just a great show to listen to no matter the subject material. So thank you, Coles W. Thank you. Also, Saxon ATC says, Candid AT gives it all. Five star. These guys get it. 
Their witty and honest banter mixed with the off-the-wall questions and discussions make things fun. I can go from laughing at who the best fictional athletic trainer would be to getting some solid career personal advice in this podcast. Keep it up, guys. The AT world loves you. And we that's cool. love you. That's Saxon. just that's that's kind of sexy. I get a little tingles when I hear it oh, that they hey. love us. Chad gets just tingles. Don't, by just the don't way. don't be stalker lovers. Mm. Just be good lovers. Sax, sax, keep keep it coming. Chad's getting tingly. How about this? Illuminate Illumis Scotty, nineteen ninety six. I think that's a play on Illuminati. Yep. Fun and entertaining. Five stars. Whether Chad and Kevin talk serious issues with the profession Never. or fun superhero banter, Always. I am tuned in for it all. This show prepares me to tackle my day at work while also making me laugh and spill coffee all over my clothes. These five stars are well-deserved, and I'm looking forward to many more years of fantastic content. You know what? You write more reviews like that, I will pay your dry cleaning bill. Oh, man, that's so good. So thank you. Keep the keep them coming. We just we just love the feedback. Even though That's we awesome. are begging you for it, we love it. It keeps us motivated. It absolutely does. The so, comments are what keeps me sleeping at night because I feel good about going. what we're doing. <laughs> mm. Instead of stressed out about what we're doing. And that doesn't let me sleep. <sighs> we are comic book people. Can you tell? Look at the books we got. We almost about. did another comic book fat tonight, but at the last minute we said, ah, oh, we'll hold off. Hey. We'll, we'll give we'll give him a break, Abby. I had my first frozen Twix bar this weekend. By the way, really? Yeah, it's pretty good. Are they talking Halloween candy again? We we've done well, it's we've gone done from what man, they're next week to what they're eating, what they're mixing with their drinks. All the so we've had two Halloweens since we've started this show, and the first one we had this whole best candy thing that was a huge topic, and then last week it was worst candy last year, right? Yeah, yeah. We're going to yeah. have to do more candy talk within the next week and on social media. Can, candid candy talk. You know what's interesting? My neighborhood, there are people just leaving buckets of candy outside, including my very close neighbors. I know. It's gone. They're gone. We have to get more candy. Either. I don't. Is this. Where did it come from? The candy? I have. No. The idea of just leaving candy on your, like, on your front deck. We've been. Deck. We're just feeding the squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want it. Literally, literally Julie's like, oh, the squirrels are taking all the mounds. But I, I would, said, that's I would, fine. Take, let them take the mounds. Those are the worst ones. I have never seen that before. You've and never maybe, seen candy just left out in a dish? Starting October 1st? No. Oh, no. We just put it on, out this week. On the, day, on the day of like trick-or-treating? We were just yes. trying to do it nice for... Be nice to the Amazon delivery people and the mailman oh, and stuff like that. We were trying okay. to thank them for what they do. Gotcha. So she she was just trying to thank the local people that come by. So all it's the time. for the delivery people. Hey, Should be and the squirrels. Kind of, kind of a little of like you know, leave a penny, take a penny. Yeah. <laughs> leave a package, take a candy. Yes. Give us, drop us off something that we paid for, and then you can have some free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the least we could do because we have so many stairs. Do you do you use the take a penny? I have. I have. I totally okay. have. In my, do in you my life. are you, are you are you a person that tends to take more pennies or leave more pennies? Um, I hate cha- having change. Honestly, so I, just I I definitely take more pennies because I love change. I love my change jar. Really, I love going home, throwing a little bit of change in my jar. 
I love just, you know. I don't know oh, if you're I being really, serious right now or not. No, to be absolutely. Honest. I need to clean out my backpack or my work bag or whatever, and you find like a little clump of change in there. Ah, yes. I don't mind. I, I don't it. like pennies, but if it's silver, I'll you put it in there because of the parking meter situation. I <laughs> okay, hate, I yes. really do hate yeah, pennies. Yeah, for you, though. yeah, for sure. You you do use a lot of parking meters, unfortunately. But no, I actually I love. I would rather so when there is like say I'm at a coffee shop, and you know the days of paying cash are almost long gone. But when I do pay cash, if I get say. $3.46 of change back. Uh-huh. Most people take the change, they put it in the tip jar. Yeah. I will 100% keep the change and put a dollar in there because I want to put that change in a jar later. Because huh. I, li- I just like doing it. I like, so you I like would- accumulating change. I got it from my grandfather. I love every couple years taking that change jar in and being like, Ooh-wee. Yeah, the thing is at the bank now, you don't even get to see it spin around. They take it in the I back know. room. That sucks. I know, but it's still... In your bank account. So then are you familiar with acorns? Uh-huh. I've thought about it. Round up and yeah. just whatever that round up number is yeah. goes into your... I've thought about it. I hear it's a really good way of saving money oh, or I'm sure investing. I'm sure it is. And it is. That's what it's... it's in, It puts it into an it's, allocation to like put into the stock market, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or I think you get to choose it, but... It's pretty... I know. I think it's awesome. And I think it's... Isn't it Ashton Kutcher too? Or did he do a different one? I don't know. Well, Ashton Kutcher's all about that stuff. Abby, anyway. all, all I just saw was, do you freeze the wider flat mm. ones? What? Is that is that even socially <laughs> acceptable? <laughs> what if it's long and skinny? Yeah. God. Oh, these live streamers are on the deep end as always. All right. Do we got anything else? Look what happens when hand is on. I, we don't have any graphics. Just hit the music and okay, we'll, we'll here roll we go. into it. What is this guy doing? What what are you doing over here? <laughs> oh, he needs this water bottle that he finally found. That was a big controversy in the Hennaberry house. Where's the water bottle? Left it at uh yeah, somewhere. Where did at, you find it? You didn't My tell coworker me. Kelly found it well, downstairs Kelly, in the administrative office at work in the mail room. Like I went down to I I went down to grab the mail and I left my water bottle in the mail room at work. Okay. All right. No, never in a million years would have Asked to look or like thought to look Are for you it sure there. That's yours. You sure that's yours? A hundred percent. What are the I'll markings know. that you know it's yours? Is there a um, specific marking? You see know? all this mold on the inside here. That means it's mine. <laughs> oh, that's God. all right. What should we do first? Um, I'll let you decide. Um, top five because I want to get some controversy out of the way. Oh, this is controversial. That is really bad graphic placement there. Whatever. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Your top five today, Kevin, we pulled 100 <clears throat> athletic trainers, and we asked them the following question. What? How many athletic trainers are in the NATA Hall of Fame? And we asked them not to look before answering. How many athletic trainers? Off the top of your, yeah, off the top of your head. Are in the Athletic Training Hall of Fame. Correct. The NATA Hall of Fame. Correct. Which is basically, yeah, right? That's the only Hall of Fame we got. I believe so. We need, you know what we need? We need a athletic training podcast Hall of Fame. 
Well, <laughs> I would hope <laughs> we'd have a better have, shot at getting in that one. We'd I have think. one for sure member. We definitely would have um, Jer- a vote. Jeremy. Oh my gosh, the Jeremy. OG. The OG. OG. Yeah. If if anybody knows that somebody that's been doing a podcast longer than Jeremy, please shout out. Yeah. I think he invented podcasts, by the way. He's right up there. Um. All right. Number one. 100 athletic trainers. 100. Nice in and simple. The A, in the HOF, sorry. Number two, 1,000. Okay. Okay. Number three, 204. All right. Number four, 1,050. And for number five, I wanted to say $1, but instead I said 1,950. 1950. 1950. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Are those what you think the top five answers are? No, it's just me messing around. Okay. If you had to take a serious guess at this, though. A serious guess. How many do you think, personally, are in the Hall of Fame? Can I know how long the NATA has existed? Not athletic training. I think it's since 50, right? So the NETA... 50, 52, somewhere in there, yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, uh, 304. I don't know why I'm I'm stuck on this four number, but what do we got? All right, we'll get there. Okay. All right. We had a tie for fourth place. So, again, this is what the people thought. We had five athletic trainers apiece that said 50 ATs in the Hall of Fame, and we had another five athletic trainers that said 75 ATs in the Hall of Fame. Okay. So that was tied for fourth place. One for every year the NBA existed. One for every year. Yeah. Bucks opening night tomorrow, baby. Bucks and six. Bucks and six every week. Yeah. (laughs) In third place, six people said... 250 ATs in the Hall of Fame. Okay. 250. All right. In second place, eight people. Are you looking it up, Kev? I got everything you need. Oh, okay. In second place, eight responses for 25 ATs in the Hall of Fame. That is a very exclusive Eric. Hall of Fame. And then in first place, Nine responses for 150 ATs. So, none of those were right. Yep. None of those are the right answer. In fact, out of all 100 responses, we got zero correct answers. Uh, I went and hand counted. <clears throat> there are 317. Oh, you were pretty close. Oh, you did. You just did f- 50. Minus the year, that's 80 years times four per year, didn't you? I kind of. Roughed it? Yeah. I ru- well, I roughed. So I said, you know what? If they started in 1950, so we got, what, 71 years in our in our belt. You, you can't have a Hall of Fame immediately. So I, 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 I knocked off like 10 years, and I said, yeah, well, you know, uh, I don't know. We'll say five a year. Like five five a year getting inducted, and I said three hundred, and I was like, I'm going to make it a weird number, so three hundred four. Yeah, so three hundred and seventeen people in the Hall of Fame. Okay, 
so what was the closest that we guessed um, other than me? Ba, 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 300. Three people said 300. We had... Three people said 300. 355. That's over. Pretty good. 350. Okay. Uh, so 300 and 350 were the, the two I closest. I literally, I would have won. You would have won. I was you, closest without Dollar, going over. Yeah. Wow. Price is right rules. You win. I'm, I'm on to the next game. Well, I wonder so, what I would have won. What do you What do you think I would have won on the Price is Right? You would for that for that question. Um, you would have won a trip to. No, they never give a trip away right away. A new it car. You know what it would have been? Like you know, I would have gotten like a an arrangement of furniture probably first. You know, I think a recliner. I think, I think you would have probably had like several items from the grocery store. <laughs> oh, a basket. So it's like a cooking spray. Who did? Oh no, nice Julie. Flatware. Julie does the grocery shopping for the most part, but oh. online, right? Uh, we both. We it depends. I do most of the grocery shopping. Yeah, I would be so good at that game. Oh, I'm so good at it. Oh, Julie doesn't know the prices. I would I would know the prices. She just she points, she she points just, and clicks. This is what we need. Put it on the list. <laughs> so I okay okay. So All let's fame. do this. So well, the yeah, the, the live streamers are saying it's a lot of people. How what? That's a lot of people. Do Do you agree with those statements? Well, this is what I'm going to say. This is my rebuttal. Okay. How many? Uh, you can see this. How many people do you think are in the NFL Hall of Fame? I I keep my eyes are so bad. It's like three hundred and forty six. And that's been a long, how long? What year did that start? The uh, charter class was September of 63. Okay, so probably roughly the same. Yeah, roughly the oh, same. But let's, let's think about this. How many athletic trainers are there right now? We think 45,000? Oh, yeah. Maybe more? We think it floats around 45,000. And so it's it's taken time to get to that level. It probably started out with only 1,000 for a while and then... 5,000 and then 10,000. I mean, but over the course of how many years? So I did look on the website. Oh, well, first off, I wanted to know if there was an actual hard location. This is just a digital Hall of Fame, which is first what? the most effed up thing. There's no like, there's gold, no plaques. Bronze things no, that's, that's, what we, that's what we need in our profession. What? We need an actual physical hard, at least from my understanding. That's terrible. It's just a digital one. Okay. There's no plaques anywhere, huh? That's that's what we need to change, and where it would be, I guess, is in Texas, where Tejas. NATA is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would keep the the Hall of Fame there, I would assume. So, um, but I did look up the eligibility to be like eligible that. for. Yeah. What yeah. do you think the What do you think the stipulations are to be eligible for a Hall of Fame induction? I think you have to be an NATA member. Okay. I think you have to have been an athletic trainer for 25 years. And I think that's the only criteria. You're not too far off. It's 30. Ooh. It's 30 years. You have to be a long time. credentialed for 30 years and you have to be an NATA member for 30 years. Oh, God. All right. Um. I mean, that's fine. It's the NATA Hall of Fame, right? Correct. I mean, it's not the Athletic Training Hall of Fame. It's, it's the, the NATA. NA, yeah, Hall. correct. I get it. It's a, there's a membership there. So you can be on. You could be a Hall of Fame member because you served the committees and 
that kind of thing. That doesn't mean on the sideline or on the court or wherever you were Hall of Fame worthy, but you contributed to the profession mm-hmm. somehow. Um, I just don't know how I feel about it. Is longevity the only thing that should matter? Ooh, that was brought up. That was totally Size matters? Yeah. No, size doesn't matter. Size of your career? It's how fast you use it. <laughs> it's how fast how your membership fast your goes. goes. Uh, so I did want to, so go ahead. widely in sports, because we work in sports, the toughest Hall of Fame to get into is the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Sure. Widely considered the toughest. Now, yeah. whether or not you agree with them, not here to debate that, widely considered the toughest. Most stringent. 333 members of the Major League Baseball Hall and of that, Fame. And they've been around a lot longer. Yeah. And I think. I love it. A lot longer. I love it, except for the steroid area. They've really botched it. Well, they've totally botched it. And they've, like, they've who, also who botched got like, in? I mean, even like down to the, the idea of like, not just now they're like starting to adopt like the Negro leagues and stuff too. Yeah. Like they're going to, there's going to be like hall of fame people after one after another pretty soon here. But I thought that was a pretty interesting 300 and what was it? Three seventeen. Three seventeen. Three hundred seventeen members. Now longevity, I think is 100% something you have to take into account. 100%. You have to take that into account. Um, anybody that can honestly survive this profession for 30 or more years that there, there is, you should get a little star on your, on your report card. Like I, I, I know it, maybe you didn't res- survive it in the best mm-hmm. way and maybe it tore apart your life. I don't even care. There's a star on your report card because you survived something for 30 years. So there were some other awards categories as well. They had one for different service years levels. Does that make sense? Yeah. If you were, I think, uh, how shall I say this without trying to offend anyone? Offend everybody. Then you can't. If you were a female, you are eligible at year 15. Okay. Everyone else is uh, year 20. And then there was a 25-year. 30 is when you're eligible for the Hall of Fame. And then there was a 40-year award. So like if, just, a, just like an acknowledgement that you were, you've been there for 20 years? Yeah, they have like different category awards. The Hall of Fame was 30-year. If you made it to 40-year, they, they call it the so-and-so mm. named after a person award. Lifetime Achievement Award kind of thing. Gotcha. Interesting. Um. That's interesting. But only 30, 30 or more you have to, for a Hall of Fame. For the Hall of Fame, yep. And then you also have to be a member for 30 years. So here's what, here's what I want to bring up. What? We need to know more about our own history. We need to know more about our own legacy as a profession. Why don't we not know about our Hall of Fame and know about these founding people, like the initial, like, we should know the history of this stuff. Yeah. We need that's where advocacy starts. I um I actually couldn't agree more. 
Like we want to talk about how we need people to know what we do. Well, let's start at the beginning. So, oh, well, um, that's all I got on this. I just, I just wish there was a historian to tell us a story about this profession and maybe we need to have them on this show. That would be fun to me. Like we don't do interviews, but I would love to have one of the original members of the profession out here and be like, what was it like? Let's talk about the good. That's that. There's nothing more candid than how the hell did this shit shit storm start? Yeah. Where did we come from? I think that's actually, I, we've never talked about this. This is actually like groundbreaking stuff for the candid athletic training guys. I think this is a great idea. Um, History of Athletic Training 101 brought to you by, you know, maybe the, the maybe OGs for, that actually exist. Maybe for National Athletic Training Month. Maybe. March. I think that's really, that's actually really fun because I think you can't, I, history is so important for whatever you do, whether it's your family, whether it's what city you live in or state you live in to what country you live in to what your profession is. Yeah. Um, that is so awesome. I like that. Well, we'll, I, I we'll think put we it really in our, should do something like put that. Put it in our ledger. Put it in the ledger. Because <laughs> you, to you do. really can't you can't know where you are until you understand where you came yep. from, right? Totally. That's pretty cool. And again, I was trying to look up the one person that I think I know that's actually in the Hall of Fame. I know one. Who? Uh, scrolling through. Kathy, the current Kathy. president, is in the Hall of Fame. Is she really? Yes, she is. Wow. Congratulations, Kathy Deringer. I can't find the guy's name. Um, I can send you. I mean, I just went to, I just Googled um, NATA Hall of Fame, and then there was a link on the NATA website. The only thing I know about it was. It takes you to a separate page. I mean, I was, obviously, I was so into baseball athletic training and professional baseball athletic training. So we had our own separate. Stan Conti's and all that stuff. and Yeah, but we had our own, like, separate PBATS Hall of Fame. Sure. Because. We didn't, athletic trainers in professional baseball very rarely could partake, partake in NATA stuff because it was mainly held in the summer. When you were working, your when ass is everybody off. everybody was working. And so there were a couple professional baseball athletic trainers that got inducted to the Hall of Fame. It was a big deal because it was, not only did they spend 30 years working, but then they spent the next 20 years of their life being NATA members, advocates for the profession, and that's why they got inducted to the Hall of Fame. So it was really cool, and I remember seeing that happen and thinking, oh, yeah, finally, like, some, like the NATA is understanding that this is not just a profession that exists during a school year. Correct. That this exists all year long and that – there are there are more things to athletic training than just ten month contracts and hook yourself up with a high school or a local hospital, whatever, whatever, whatever PT clinic. Oh, dang! I like this idea. I'm, I'm my my mind's we'll get there twitching with this like history stuff. I, I would like to look into it. All right, like the history of the DC comic book world. Yeah, we should break that open. <laughs> Uh, all right. What's next? Um, let's do you. You were talking about nicknames with some friend nicknames, or foe. Friend or foe. Let's see if I can pull that up on our social media here. Um, 
Social media friend or foe. Should I play this friend or foe? Friend or foe. Does anything work? Nothing works, huh? Wow. Oh. Where's that from? I have no idea. I'll figure it out soon. Uh, all right. Here we go. Where are we at? Nicknames. AT Twitterverse. Yeah, I'm trying to find it on our social media. So if anybody had, I would like to know, the live listeners right now. Yeah. Will give me the best nickname for one of your athletes. I don't care oh, if it's yeah. the funniest one. I don't care if it's the most appropriate one. I don't or just the one that sticks out the most. What is the nickname that you find the best of all your athletes? It'd be so awesome. I want. I, I want to hear him. I love. I love hearing oh, nicknames. Best crazy, nicknames. Best yeah. nicknames. Craziest names. I, I love it. Red Miami. Bill Red Walker. Miami. Um. Okay. So somebody tagged us. Actually, a geeky athletic trainer. The the Twitter account tagged us. In this, as yeah. they often do, it says, "When you know an athlete by their nickname, and then you can't remember their real name for the <laughs> treatment log." <laughs> and then there was this little side discussion on. You Should cool. you have a treatment log? <laughs> um, wh- so what's your best nickname? Well, I <laughs> what I love is maybe then you start, you go down a rabbit hole of like, so how can I find this person's name? All right. Well, I know they go to school here. So may- maybe I can look up a roster, right? If you're in my world, it's... Bro. I don't have... I have... The, the general public coming into my clinic. And so LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all do me very well of like, oh, yeah, that's that person's face. Um, oh, my gosh. I, th- I think it's great. Um, the, na- the names that stick out for nicknames, are, are we getting any? Nicknames? Yeah, so we're getting, I had Bill Walker. Oh, Bill maybe, Walker. maybe that's the Hall of Fame thing. Red oh. Miami. I love Dylan says I love my nickname cilantro. What? That is Dylan. That's like one of the best nicknames of all time. Kevin Joyce said, "Explain why your nickname is cilantro on the on the comments, please." Kitchen sink. His real name was Sajeski Kualam Kualam Pari Kualam Pari. That's good. That's good podcasting there. Abby had had a tater tot. Abby's got a bunch of kids, so they're probably all tater tots. Oh, they're all tots. Um, so I've had the the names that stick out. Current Milwaukee Brewer Manny Pena. Yep. Um, le- legitimately walks like we traded for him, signed him off of waivers, something, and we're in Seattle, and we're in the athletic training room, and he he comes in. You know, it's just kind of like a little meet and greet, and he sits down, and our head athletic trainer introduced himself, or assistant athletic trainer, and I go over and I inter- introduce myself, and you know, I'm Kevin, and he goes, my name is Manny, Manny Pina, and he <laughs> says Pina like pineapple, and I was like, what? And he's like, you know, Spanish for pineapple, or Spanish for uh, pineapple is Pina, and so forever I called him pineapple. Manny uh, pineapple. Yeah, Manny, pa- my, Manny pineapple. Um, T plush was Niger Morgan that, that will always, 
I mean, his alter altered personality, second personality, whatever, will always stick out in my in my mind. Um, but then it's like it's the day to day nicknames of what you call people, and it usually ends up being um based on their last name, based on their number, based on something's really stupid that you probably can't repeat in public, but that's why you know that that's what their nickname is. So we have three Madisons on the cross-country team. Okay, there you Maddie go. Maddie Madison. So I just hit, had to like shorten it up mm-hmm. by her initials, so I just called her MFR. <laughs> I said, hey, MFR. And she <laughs> smiles every time. I said, hey, MFR, how are you doing today? Love it. Um, coal hard crap, coal craft, <laughs> coal hard crap, coal hard crap. Um, I had a lot of like Spanish became a big thing, so we we would call people by their their number in Spanish, Ocho, yeah, you know, Uno, and you know, Nueve or something. Um, so is this? So we've never even got to the question: Is this a friend or a foe? Is it okay to do? Oh my gosh, yeah, th- this is the is this. Yeah. Is this is this unprofessional or is this building a relationship? That's how that's what this comes down to: friend or foe. <sighs> is it okay to not know their name? I, I think, think that's what this person said on the treatment log. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I have an athlete right now that I only know their last name because yeah. all like everyone just says calls them yeah. by their last name, and I'm like, shoot, what is the official first name? And to be blatant. His brother is coming in halfway through this year, and now I'm confused at which one is here and which one's coming in. Yeah. So friend or foe? Friend. It's got to be a friend. I, I, don't, I don't think there are... Building relationships cannot be wrong. I don't think there are many... I don't want to be right. I don't think there are many things in sports... You got any more chocolate over there? Um, that yeah, yeah, yeah. will... <laughs> <laughs> will create a better bond. Take a break from this podcast. Creating nicknames. And the when when a nickname is forced, it doesn't work. And when it organically happens amongst the peers that you work with and including the athletes and coaches and everything, it it's perfect. It's this like when and then it all just fits where like it should fit. I can't imagine calling you anything other than X. Um, Let me ask this. It's so great. What's better, a good nickname or a good handshake? Oh. Nickname. No, I'm, I'm going to go nickname. You'd rather have a good ha- a nickname than a good handshake with yeah. an athlete? Yeah. I think I'd rather have a good handshake. <laughs> I've, only, I've only had like maybe three true like this is me and – just me and them can do this. Um, handshakes. I think and I'm forgetting some really good nicknames that I've had in the totally, past. I'm, I'm gonna totally I'm gonna like go through rosters and write them down. I think. I think it would be great. Um, but I've had some pretty good handshakes too. Man, oh man. Do you think? Oh, okay. Well, like how many years? I you had doing this? I had um, one of my favorites, uh, a women's soccer player named Sydney. Um. So I instead of uh. Sid the kid, or uh, yeah. I call her. I just call her Sid the kid. Yeah, I like that one. Sid the kid is great. Yeah, absolutely. I oh man, I mean, 
you know how like especially in a in a and I think you can get into the the deeper talk of why this happens, but particularly in sports, like the last name and then like changing the last name to be the nickname, you know? I mean, what was it? Did you have a nickname? For myself? Like in sports, did you have nicknames? I had, when I first started, do you remember, uh, you and you know some of these baseball players, like uh, Sam Civilati? Yeah. He used to call me Swagger because he thought I had more swagger than anybody he'd ever met. And I was like, you must be you sick. Do? <laughs> I, I think I'm the opposite of swagger. But he like thought Bob I was like Lee? the coolest. See, and that's why he, he should have called you Bob Lee. He not, called me swagger. swagger. Yeah. So, Bob Lee swagger. Oh, I don't That movie might have not come out yet. Um, actually, my nickname now is just Barry's. See, and that's your last my name, last Tenebrae, name. Right? Yeah, so it got shortened up. So my I never really get... I only get made fun of for my last name or it's like, Oh, your last name is so cool because it's the same name as a college. Um, otherwise people change it to like, eh, this is funny. More often it's my first name because it's spelled different or I get Casey. I get Kevan. I get yeah. Kevin with an A. I get with an A. Um, more than anything, my nickname was Kevin with an A or Van. Yeah, because there was a a Vin and a Van, a Kevin and a Kevan. The Van, so a Vin and Van. Well, for anybody who wants to know, I'm drinking now Foggy Geezer, Foggy Geezer, Foggy Geezer. All right, all right. You want to do an FMK or you want to do our? If fat? you want to, did we come up with an FMK? No, you be, you got to do it on the fly. So let's do our fat. Okay, yeah. Our fat. I think this might be pretty controversial. I think. And if you're on the live stream, please answer us appropriately. Which of the following would make the best fictional athletic trainer? Country music, rap music, rock and roll. Do they call, do they even say the role anymore? You just say rock and the, and or the role. Yeah. Rock or roll. That that makes a difference in what I want to say as an FMK. So you tell me without the roll, without the, the rocking is no good. <laughs> rocking. Oh, so let's start with let's start with country. It's going to be a little emotional, I think. <laughs> I don't know how emotional you can be as an athletic trainer. You have a rock ballad. Well, okay, like pop country. <laughs> so we're we're on country, right? Did I say rock? We're still country. All right, we're so we're starting country. with country. It can be slow and drawn out. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's it's a. Uh, I actually don't mind current country music. I I didn't like country until more recently. Mm-hmm. I think pop country is very intriguing to me. So it's like I used to love rap music, and as rap music has steadily gotten worse from the eighties <laughs> and nineties to the current bullshit that's out there right now. I think the opposite of country music. The old school twangy country used to suck. And now as you get into current, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better. So I've kind of give me old school rap and current country. I'm, I'm a happy person. That being said. Okay. Oh, rock music. Okay. Let's, let's just go there. Rock is kind of tried and true. It's always been around. Mm -hmm. It's not, too different. <clears throat> um, it's stable. 
<laughs> I don't know if it's the most uplifting. I think country is probably a little bit more uplifting in person terms of personality. Although, yeah. I don't know how sometimes, many times the, the dog, dog drinking, dog dying, the truck. Yeah, we we know the stereotypes. Man, that's tough. That's a good. That's a good I mean, point. But it can be party. I got, party I got country. friends in low places. <sighs> this is going to be controversial, man. Oh man. Um, you got all right. Rap music. The tempo is good usually. It's faster beat. It's a little bit more um, to the point. I think it takes a little bit more intellect because you have to, the rhymes are usually, like if it's good rap music, it's a little bit more sophisticated than okay. maybe some of the other stuff. Okay. Uh, bad rap music is pretty bad, so uh, maybe there's a wider variety. I think with rock, you're just getting a more consistent product with rap and country. You're kind of all over the place. So your consistency and care is maybe not quite there. Okay. Why don't you go and I'll get into some of these comment comments here. Well, no, I'm going to ask say. you a question. All right, quick. go ahead. I'm going to ask you a question. This is good. You have, you have more athletes than I do. Yep. Give me a percentage of how many athletes listen to Country, how many athletes listen to rap? How many athletes listen to rock? And it has to equal 100. I'll say this. Current youngsters. Yep. Current. College age <sighs> kids. Which, I mean. In, I'm going to say, I'm re- just guessing. 50% rap, 30% rock, 20% country. Ooh, really? Yeah, uh, maybe, f- maybe not. I could be wrong. I'm it not could be to sway you. 40, 30, 30. Okay. 40 rap. 40 rap and 30 rock, 30 country. Okay. Maybe somewhere in there. That's probably a little bit more realistic. Okay. So from a standpoint. It's pretty close, I think. From a standpoint of your athletes listening to you as an athletic trainer, yep. you should be a rap artist. Yeah. Your, your percentages are, and let's be honest. Rap nowadays is hip hop. There's not there's not as much true rap happening. Yeah, anymore. it's that's it's, true. it's it's, it's hip hop. So even if you're listening to hip hop, I'm I'm sure you're kind of clumping that in there. And I think the the spectrum still exists of more people listen to hip hop rap than solely country. I do think if you would have asked this question five years ago, maybe ten years ago, yeah, it would have swayed a little more towards the countryside. How about rap can be a little offensive, where Absolutely. the other ones aren't necessarily as offensive. So it's probably not a great idea to be. This is this is what I would say about rock, though. Rock can be very like broad spectrum. Oh, see, that's what I think about the other ones. Really. Yeah. See, to me, rock can be soft rock. Sure. Or it can be that heavy metal rock. Like Eric Clapton versus... Yeah. Like, because what is Eric Clapton? Eric Clapton's not country. He's yeah. not rap. Yeah. Like, or classic rock. You know, you you think about classic rock bands, and there was everything from these up-tempo, crazy, get-you-going songs to power ballads, right? I think... 
Rock is going to give you the best bang for buck as an athletic trainer. I think, you know what, kitchen kitchen sink. Here you go. Like we're gonna we're gonna just we're gonna satisfy a lot of different needs. Even though what you want is a wrap, I'm gonna give you the rock. What's the most now? I was gonna flexible. Say, What's the most versatile? You think it's rock? Yes. I think the spectrum of rap is rap to hip hop. I think rock is everything from the Beatles to I um, guess I was just Metallica thinking, like thinking if to you, if Guns N' Roses. If you start a song though, yeah, like a within a song. I guess I was thinking within a song. Okay, within a song. Like, can you go different places or not? So within one treatment as a song. Well, like, let's say you're in the middle of rehab and you got to shift gears. Okay. Which song, which type, which genre of music is that going to be? Oh. That actually, it might be rock. I think, I think it should be rock. I think the rap community actually tries it more often. Yeah. I think they actually, like, they change the tempo and they will... Actually, it's like two songs within a song in the hip hop like rap community. Yeah, totally. And I love those songs. Um, let's see what the live streamers are saying. Abby says rock. She says country music makes me want to stab myself in the one eyeball I can see out of. <laughs> uh, Hannah says she gets motivated by rock. Um, heavy metal just pumps me up. Did you yeah. FMK it though? Did you actually F no, Mary Kill? No, we're something? doing fat. We're doing this is fat. Oh, this is fat. Yep. What are we FMK? Oh, we yeah, that's right. No, yeah, they, they they think this is an FMK, but it's a fat. It's just a fat. I, it's three. Which one's which one's gonna make the best athletic trainer? So you're saying rock. I think I'm gonna agree with you. I think I think rap is too abrasive to be a good athletic trainer. I think country is too emotional, too unstable <laughs> to be a good athletic trainer. I'll go with rock. I think it, it does have the most flexibility. <clears throat> so I think so. I think, I think you're right. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Country and rap. It's Okay. No, I think when I think of rock, I think OAR, you know, and they, they're a jam band. They're a rock band and they can, they're very versatile. So, yeah. So I'm fine with it. Emergency care? <laughs> Anything there? Emergency care. Like which genre would be, ah, we already answered. We're good. <laughs> We're good. All right. Should we do an FMK or should we skip it? Let's skip it. We're going to skip it. Dylan gave week. us one, but we already did it. I think. Yeah, I, I, did you see that? Yes, I did. So technology stuff not working. So we're going to, we're going to go right into our topic, our feature feature topic. He said, do it again. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I can't even remember what I said the first time. I don't want to contradict myself. If anything's broken, I don't want to use it. All right, Kevin, I'm going to go fill up my water while you, when you break down this 
I'm gonna break Feature down. topic. So apparently, um, I get this thing in the mail every once in a while. I don't know if anybody can see it, but uh, I think most of you might get it. Um, and then I was I was cruising around on the old Twitterverse, and I don't do it very often, but every once in a while I do it. And it there was all of a sudden somebody came up with, "Hey, if anybody's ever changed careers or maybe tried to." venture off the athletic tra- traditional athletic training path what are what's the advice now i open my nita news and in the first page well not the first page but maybe the fourth page there's an editorial from our president that's our president right there see president at compensation and value based healthcare and so it got me thinking We've talked about it in the past. Actually, we talked about it last episode of what we think athletic trainers are going to make in 2050. Now, I was very disappointed in how low we think we're going to make. Low, low. Now, at low. the same time, I think it's very, it's very in, indicating of like where we think our profession sits amongst the ranks of all other professions. So, Kathy came out with a nice little editorial piece and letter that you know i mean there's a lot of this great resignation going on right now um i think you chad are experiencing a firsthand of this of a workplace where you have less people around you than before and everybody's got to pick up pieces and well are you getting paid anything extra no is is anybody else getting paid anything extra probably not i have no idea yeah, we talked about that last week when we said how many, if you have more than one position, are they all filled? And it was like 60% are not. Yeah. 60% of these sports med staffs are yeah. not fully go. And so Kathy in her letter, <clears throat> um, I, think it's, I think it's a solid letter. I mean, I, I applaud Kathy for, you know, doing her best at, at trying to at least start a conversation, but... Later in the letter, she says, our salaries are impacted by so many factors, supply and demand, setting, level of expertise, and many others. There is no incentive for our employees to adequately compensate us if they don't understand the depths of our contributions. So I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Totally agree with that statement. I've, I think, I've thought that so many times. It's like, what's the incentive to do a good job? <clears throat> Correct. What's the incentive? Other than internal motivation, pride in what you do, and knowing you're doing the right thing for your athletes. Which I also think leads to most of us being pushovers. Most of us as athletic trainers are very much like, I just enjoy my job. I enjoy what I do. I I got into this position for a reason. Um, I would like to make more money, but in the, the reality is it's just not realistic in my, in my world. That's just not the way things have been done. Wow. I think it's a very, like, we could talk about this on every podcast, I think. Oh, for um, sure. But I think right now with this, with this very... Well, one, it is literally the topic of our current October 2021 NATA news. But I think this whole great resignation thing that's happening, 
Some people think it's the greatest thing in the world. Some people actually think post-COVID world of people are not going back to the jobs that they were miserable in or they weren't making enough money is the is the best thing for them. Now, I think there's another side of it. People are also taking advantage of a system that has been created over the last year and a half of, oh, you can't work because you're in a position of your job was gone, so you can collect unemployment and blah, 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 blah. We all know the stories. But how is it affecting athletic training? I think it has enlightened a lot of athletic trainers to say, is my time doing what I'm doing truly worth it? Whether it's money, family time, personal time, away time, travel time, whatever it is. Yep. Is it truly worth being an athletic trainer? I think there's money. We got to talk about money. It runs the world, unfortunately. Who runs the world? Money and time. I should say money and time. That's I don't know what Beyonce says. What does Beyonce say? Diamonds? Girls? Oh. Rocks? Who runs the world? I don't know enough Beyonce. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. Would you consider. Yeah, she never mind. Well, she, never mind. She would be hip hop. Yeah. Hip, hip, hip. Girls? Hip hop. Um, so. Keep going, Kev. I think you're on a roll here. <laughs> so it got me. It, so it got me thinking just about. Okay, why, let's dive into why do people leave the profession? Um, she even says, Kathy says in here, like one of the factors being uh, supply and demand, okay? There's definitely a demand for athletic trainers right now. I think most of us know somebody that's an athletic trainer in a setting that is overworked and their place of employment is looking for an athletic trainer. So the demand's out there. Right, the supply I think is dwindling because I think people are leaving the profession. Setting has an impact on what you make. Right, if you're a college athletic trainer, you probably make crap unless you are in a very good situation, maybe a really big school, whatever it is. You're taking care of one of the higher profile teams. Um, level of expertise, expertise, that one stuck out to me because. Right now, we're creating a culture of athletic trainers that are supposed to increase the supply of athletic trainers, which the demand of athletic trainers is higher, but the supply of athletic trainers is still in school because they are being told you need, you actually, yeah. you have to That's where I was, keep going to school. I was just thinking that. I was like, is the supply, the people coming out of school faster than the people resigning? And Probably I don't not. know, and it's because you have to stay longer because you need more education. And that's that's a it's an interesting question. So, in the athletic training world, if you're an athletic trainer and you get your bachelor's as an athletic trainer, so hold on one yeah, second. Keep, yeah, you talked about supply and demand. Yep. If the demand exceeds the supply, yeah, the salary should increase. If I remember my economics, my macro I mean, correctly. You have a business major. If my macro 
economics serves <laughs> me. So the salaries should be going up because the need is greater than what we can provide. Mm-hmm. So you need to compensate for that. Sure. But that's not what's happening. It's not what's happening. Not yet. It, maybe. So there, there might be a bubble that bursts. Should, is what we're and hoping. Maybe. And, so and somebody's going to have to cave. It's either going to be the profession or the schools. It's almost like a game of chicken here, mm-hmm. which is kind of what we were hinting at a couple, I don't know if it was last week or a couple yeah, weeks we ago or whatever. A little bit, right? It is a game of chicken. It's like, am I going to stay and wait this out until things get better or am I going to just go and then you guys are all going to be screwed because you're going to have no athletic trainers? It's really what it boils down to. Well, and I, I mean, I just think it's, we're, we're in a horseshit situation for satisfaction right now in salary of an athletic trainer in that there is zero possibility of an athletic trainer graduating right now with probably their master's degree in athletic training that they're going to get compensation that is equal to the level of their expertise of athletic training. So Nate on the live stream asks, is level of expertise education level or experience? There you go. And it's the million dollar question. Are you getting paid for your your hands-on skills or your education, like your classroom skills? And Abby says the people that are resigning are the ones who are getting all that extra education. Plain and simple, I don't think, I really don't think in athletic training you get rewarded for having higher education expertise. Nope, you don't. The because the only because even I don't I, I really don't think even your PhD level athletic trainers that are on the education side of athletic training probably right. There's mm-hmm. not many PhD athletic trainers that are actually in the field. I know a few. I know a few that are actually trying to get their PhD, but it's really for their long game of how to get out of being in the field. I they're not being compensated for their education level. They're being compensated based on how long you've been in the profession. They've been at a position. Sure. And that brings up way earlier in this conversation of this podcast and even what the Twitter verses talked about. If it really matters mainly how long you've been in education in other professions, teaching, um, nursing, other like healthcare versus like education processes. I know somebody flat out, I got my master's because it made me 10 grand more a year because they worked in the public sector as a teacher. Literally got a $10,000 more a year raise that would pay for their education in the long run because of X. I know somebody that just got their PhD because it was paid for by their employer, well, mostly by their employer, and then they will also make more money because they're a PhD. That doesn't happen in the athletic training world. No. Happens in a lot of other worlds. We go about it as in a very different way. Yeah. So I want to back up yeah. to one of the earliest things you said. Okay. The whole salary um, compensation when we when we think of a salary, automatically it goes to your forty hour work week, how many 
dollars per hour you get. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's not how it works in athletic training. If I'm making, if I'm making, I'll just throw a number out there. If I'm making fifty thousand dollars and I'm working fifty hours a week, that's the equivalent of making forty thousand dollars working forty hours a week, isn't it? Yeah. So why, like the salary? Because athletic training is not an eight to five or a nine to five, an eight to four, whatever, eight to five with a lunch break. And then the travel, I mean, it's six days a week, seven days a week. It's all this stuff. <clears throat> so the salary is kind of bullshit to begin with. Correct. And I think um, you add in the multitude of locations or settings that athletic trainers can work in. And now you even make it more complicated. I think you make it complicated from the standpoint of an athletic trainer can be everything from a sales rep of a, say, a brace company or a medical device company to a college athletic trainer to a high school athletic trainer. There, I mean, there were even people on Twitter today that I was reading, why are our college athletic trainers making less than our high school setting athletic trainers? And I'm not saying that it has to be a hierarchy, but are college athletic trainers less educated than the high school athletic trainers? Are college athletic trainers less experienced than the high school athletic trainers? No. I mean, what should happen is the college setting because I would imagine colleges know that athletic trainers will say, I'd rather work in this setting than a high school I can pay you less. And so therefore they do get paid less. Um, I think, and then I think there's an interesting graphic, like in just kind of like scale that you can look at Um, across the country. Apparently the, the average salary, the highest average salary is in Washington at $53,000 a year. For athletic training or for all? Athletic trainer. Okay. Um, we've talked about in the past, like, I think Wisconsin's actually a very good, like, middle ground. Yep. Like, very average, like, cost of living. $41,000 a year. And then the lowest being, not to call you out, but North Carolina, $34,000 a year. I would like to say. And that's Average. Average. The next, the next lowest is Illinois. And now Illinois, we know, being very close to Illinois, uh, the, predominantly the, the amount of people live in the Chicago area, which is very expensive to live in. And they are the second lowest paid athletic trainer in the country. It's bad juju. That is like a recipe for freaking disaster. I am really sorry for all the athletic trainers in Illinois, but what the hell is that about? Yeah. But I looked at, because the other thing that happens, right, why are athletic trainers leaving the profession? In the top three answers, it will always be the fact that we do not get compensated enough for what we do. It's time, money, and whatever else people value in athletic training. In the other professions that athletic trainers gravitate towards, Physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, physician extender. Um, I looked up even like rehab assistant. Yep. Um, cardiology, like 
rehab, um, even like going into nursing. So the average, the highest average in the country is $53,000 a year for an athletic trainer. Say that number again. $53,000 a year it, amongst the states. So the average. Yeah. So the highest is that, the lowest being 34, 35, we'll say. But, and Nate said this, if that's the average salary for those states, that means on average, it's a, it's the average some people are going to be below that. Some people are going to be above that. Absolutely. Holy Christmas. Absolutely. But the average salary in our city for a occupational therapist was, actually, let's just look it up. And this is off of Zip Recruiter. Not a sponsor yet. <laughs> Kevin's occupational therapist in Milwaukee. $90,000 a year. So that's twice. That's twice. All right, do physical therapist in Milwaukee. So we're comparing apples to apples. You heard it. Athletic yep. trainers were 41. 41. Occupational therapists with 90. Physical therapists? Physical therapists. 88. Double. 1,000. 1,000. Um, okay, so let's 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 just... Let's just right ask. There. Let's just ask the question. What's more, the most important part of the job? Or I guess just in my head, the first thing I think of. What's the common factor in that rehab? So if you are just doing rehab, you make more money compared to if you have to do the emergency or the prevention care that we do, because physical therapists and occupational therapists aren't doing on-field wound care. So wouldn't you think that would almost be the opposite way? The traumatic experiences, the life-saving situations, that that skill would be valued more than just? Not saying that the occupational therapists and physical therapists only do rehab. Really I shouldn't good, say that. It's a really good one. A paramedic, $42,000. What the hell is wrong with healthcare? I'm sorry. It's backwards. Now I'm actually pissed off because I just came up with like life-saving skills should be compensated more. I mean, even if you look at, and so in the- Holy Christ, we have got to do a better job. That, this has to be the, the, this is the new priority. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I think there's- um, there's an interesting like so why Kevin we're going to we're going to make a graphic on this and put it up on social media we're going to yeah, blow this absolutely. up cuz now I'm freaking pissed off good 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 and i think i and you know Dylan Dylan even just said like 42k is very generous right i think that's where we're at in that the average salary for most of us athletic trainers that is that we're providing a service for a sector. And now it's a, you could be in the private sector. You could be in the public sector. You could be in, I, there are athletic trainers now that are working directly with the public sector of police departments and firefighters and EMTs and 
taking care of anybody that is in that public sector to private in a physical therapy clinic to like what I do. And I will tell you um, from my standpoint of what is best about my life is schedule versus how much I make. I have ownership of how often I work versus how much I make, right? Now, I need to get people in my clinic, and that is something that is um, another process, but I'm still providing athletic training services for people that are in need of athletic training services, and I get to control my schedule. And so I have, I have purposely made a little less in my life or a little less money in my, my year because I want a little own, more ownership of my schedule. Sure. I've definitely, I've definitely chosen that path in my life. Um, at the same time, the traditional setting of athletic training has been getting walked over and we bring it back to this like, okay, supply and demand. Do we need to be the generation of athletic trainers that creates and suffers through the lack of supply so that the demand makes the salary go up for the future? I have no idea. Who suffers? Well, we do, right? Well, you do. I don't. The athlete... (laughs) Oh yeah, the athlete suffers <laughs> if we draw the the line in the sand. What athletes? That's we're not about athletes. <sighs> now I'm just mad. <laughs> Welcome. We're gonna end the show mad. That's so great, and that's okay. I love it. We have a lot more to talk about, and maybe next week or whatever. Well, next week we're gonna do a Halloween show. Son of a gun! I'm all <laughs> fired up. On Mountain Dew. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. Well, so, you know, we'll leave, we'll leave everybody thinking about their salary and how many hours they work and, you know, should they leave the profession? Should they stay in the profession or what should they do? Is it is it about making more graphics and letting people know that athletic trainers are providing services that nobody else is providing and we're getting paid half as much? Um, and we're doing it with a smile on our face and we're also doing it with dealing with asshole parents asshole coaches and also wonderful beautiful humans that are athletes coaches and parents as well you know and i'm not mad at the physical therapist and the occupational therapist for making what they make i'm just saying let's pull our heads out of our fucking asses and let's reward the people that do emergency care too absolutely that's all i'm saying so kudos to everybody in healthcare. but let's go let's fucking go let's go Head over to CanadaAthleticTraining.com. Leave us your suggestions of what we should talk about. Um, also, leave us reviews. You know, just wherever you listen to the podcast, leave us a review. If it's on Apple Podcasts, that's the easiest place to do it. Leave us that five star. If you don't leave us five star, you know what? Screw you. I don't want to talk to you anymore. But leave us a review and maybe you'll win some stuff. We've been talking about, you know what? If you will leave us one review, you will get free stuff. Free we're stuff. Gonna, we're going to get you there. We, so We got a new design. We do. We got to put it on the website, I think. We yet. do. 
CandidAthleticTraining.com. Give me one of them too. Candid underscore ATC is all of our social media platforms. Can't thank Brew Fitness Milwaukee enough for hosting the podcast. Can't thank Healthy Roster enough for providing us every tool that we have to make this a live podcast so we can interact with everybody. And everybody they else. They got us this. They got us this. Oh, we already stuff. had this. They got you us. Might, I mean, stuff. They, yeah, they got this, us these. I don't know. I mean, go to the go to the website so that we can, you know, promote this podcast. These. And we can talk about Canada Athletic Training all day long. All right. Anything you got? See you all next week. Halloween. Bye.